Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, John. Uh, happy uh, Labor Day. Happy Labor Day to That's you, right. too. So it's uh, it's been a good one, man. I got a bike ride in today and you know, got some things done for Angel and the kids they wanted done. So I uh, did most of my grilling yesterday, so today's just been sort uh, of a... I was laid-back day today. Yeah, you know. just, well, getting stuff done, you yeah. know, taking advantage of the extra day, but... Uh, always glad to have that. I know the kids were happy to be out of school, even though it just started. It, you know, they get that right. <laughs> get that one day off immediately, and yep. they're super excited about it. So, but uh, no, it's been a comfortable day, and and uh, in a good way, right? But comfort isn't always that way, right? Like comfort can be a, something that could be an issue to us all, and that's mm-hmm. something I want to talk about today. Um, it seems like you know sometimes when I'm preparing to get these shows together, or, or what we're going to talk about, a lot of times that the Lord makes something pretty obvious, uh, even if it seems like we might have covered it before on a show or talked about it in different ways. And, you know, I try to be open to that and listen to it and kind of go, you know, three people have said, you know, similar things to me lately, and maybe that's something that the Lord wants discussed or talked about on here. So um, this show today, it's really about choosing comfort over Christ. Um, You know, I've had a lot of guys lately whether it's been in emails or text or via Facebook or whatever it is, sharing about I'm just struggling with getting over being comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of it, you know, a lot of guys point to the pandemic and, you know, just getting in a rut and all these things. But I think it's a common problem that, that a lot of men face all the time is just getting to this point where I'm comfortable in the way I'm living and, and everything I've got going on. And if I really start giving my life over to Christ, if I really start living the way that he asked me to live as a disciple, then I'm going to lose all of this, right? Like then I, then I got to get up and do something. I've got to, I've got to actually put effort into my Christianity, into my Catholicism versus just, you know, checking boxes or, or, um, going through the motions. And a lot of guys have told me too, you know, like I, I'm drinking 12 beers a night, you know, now, um, never was really doing that before the pandemic, but or I'm watching, you know, six hours a day of, on Netflix because I'm working from home and nobody can see what's going on. Or just these different things that that guys are coming to me about with this comfort. And it really is, in my opinion, one of the biggest stumbling blocks that we all can fall to at any time in our journey um, towards holiness, towards virtue, um, if we're not careful. It's something that, that the devil tries to lead us to. And, um, you know, the world, the world offers us so much of it, right? From whether it's social media or, or um, you know, things like Netflix and binge watching stuff or just, just to everyday routine stuff that takes your focus off of God and off of your spiritual life and puts it on something else that's not going to matter in the end. Um, and it's something that, that, like I said, so many guys have said something to me lately. And and it's not just, I, I don't want to make this sound like it's just guys that are far away from Christ from the get-go, right? These are guys that I've known or know to be, you know, in the past uh, by their by the way they've lived their lives and their example, you know, practicing Catholics, guys that, that are truly trying to live their life for the Lord. 
But, um, you know, some of them have come up and said things like, it's been four months since I've been to church. And you kind of look and you go, how? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're a guy that's been on team for Garcia. You're a guy that's, you know, leading Knights of Columbus. You're a guy that's, you know, leading a men's group somewhere. But it all can, it just goes to show that none of us are safe from it. As long if we if we're taking our eyes off of that and thinking that we can't be affected by the pull and the draw of the comforts that the world, the flesh, and the devil offer us, then we're going to find ourselves in a pretty gnarly place and, and pretty far from Christ if we're not careful. Well, and, and I said this before in, in other shows, like how um, we have this theological kind of like recliner, meaning like a, like a lazy boy. Mm-hmm. We kind of get t- tend to get stuck in it to where we don't want to get up and do work, get up and work for Christ. You know, we get very comfortable in being served or being told and or be watching or hearing rather than doing sure um and for me i've, I've had that thing um definitely the pandemic and COVID definitely kind of put a like you say a, a pretty much shifted my process of of receiving uh, uh more intimate um moments with christ in a sense of you know i used to go to 12 o'clock mass you know quite often daily mass you know and then since since COVID happened my work that I have now really won't permit me to do that. But what I have to do really, John, is kind of like get an idea of maybe I have to reevaluate. Maybe I have to go early in the morning, you know, or maybe I have to readjust what I know I need to do. You know, instead of blaming my job, I can't get to where I used to do or I used to love doing, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, there's many options to kind of retool it. You yeah. know, we don't have to like be upset because we can't do like we used to do. Hey, let's look at the, you know, look at the blueprints draw it up again and see what can I do to improve where maybe the barrier is right now. I can't do it. Right. Well, you don't, you don't have to accept it. Right. right. Like that's, that's the point is, yeah, something may have changed. Circumstances may have changed. It makes it more difficult. Like you said, your job, but there's a reason they have mass at six fifteen, eight fifteen, yeah. noon, five thirty. Yeah, like that's, that's me getting my butt up early out of bed. To right. Do that. Yeah. But that's what happens. We get comfortable when we begin to accept things and make excuses and all the stuff that we've talked about before. But it's like anything else. Like it won't be important until it's important to you, right? Like that. That's that's the thing here is is until I make my mind up that this is something that I want to change, that I want to follow Christ in a different way, um, and in a new way, and do what He's called me to do, and, and make it important a priority in my life. It's never going to be one. It's always going to be well. You know what? I'll get to it tomorrow, and and instead, or I don't have time. Right? That's my favorite one. When guys say it to me. They say, well, I don't have time to, to, to pray and to read. And I'm like, what'd you do last night? Well, I watched the, the NBA game or, or I, you know, my wife and I, we've been watching this show and we watched like six episodes of this 30-minute show last night. And I'm going, man, you had all the time in the world. You've just become so accustomed to making excuses for yourself mm-hmm. and accepting things that you're blinding yourself to the fact that you just chose something else. Right. Well, it's okay right? to spend time with your spouse like right. that, but maybe integrate something different. Right. Yeah. But no, but I mean, right. but the point of that was that, that, that you're accepting things like sure. you're not, you're not being honest with yourself. You had the time, you just chose to do something else. And yes, it's okay to hang out with your spouse and do that stuff, but it's not okay to start saying, well, you know, looking for excuses to be able to do that, um, to, to, to avoid the other things that you know you need to do. And, and a lot of guys will say, well, it's hard, right? It's hard. I want to do these things. I, I worked all day long, right? I, I, I've, I've given my day to everybody else. I want some me time. I want to do what I want to do. But, you know, Christ never said that following him was going to be easy. Um, I mean, everything, if you look at it, that he preached was the complete opposite of comfort. He never promised us following would be easy. 
You know, he says things like love your neighbor when that's a hard thing to do. He says die to yourself, right? Uh, the first shall be last. All of these things are very hard for us because we're selfish and, and we want what we want. But he never promised us that it was going to be any easier. In fact, I mean, here's some examples. You know, Matthew 16, 24, he says, whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Does that sound easy? Yeah. <laughs> Does that sound comfortable? No, like uh, he's telling you right here, like you've got to deny yourself and pick up your cross, whatever it is, whatever's going on in your life, doesn't matter. You got to pick it up and you got to walk with it. Doesn't matter if it's an addiction or a, a hurt or a pain or, or a loss or whatever, you still have to follow me no matter what. There are no excuses. There are no reasons that you can give Christ to, to explain away why you're not following him. Um, you know, another, another verse is if the world hates you, realize it first hated me. If you belong to the world, uh, the world would love its own. But because you do not belong to the world, and I have chosen you out of the world, the world hates you. Remember the word I spoke to you. No slave is greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. So, I mean, he's telling us again and again and again, there's nothing in here that says comfort. You know, come on in. It's always going to be nice and easy, and uh, and it's never going to be a challenge. It's never going to be hard. Jesus never once uh, falsely, um, you know, showed himself in that way, right? Mm -hmm. Like he never presented that, that that's the way that Christianity was going to be. He always was very open about, it's going to be hard, it's going to be difficult. But you know what? So are most good things in life. And following me is definitely one of those. Um, you know, the other thing that happens to us is instead of following him the, the way that he asked us, we start to check boxes and, and we begin to phone it in. Right, we become spiritually lazy. For example, I can think of something right now, and I don't want anybody to be offended by this because I know that there's a pandemic going on, and there's people that should not and physically cannot go into mass right now. Um, I know that that's that's something out there that a lot of people, especially if they're older, are trying to be uh, you know protect themselves and their loved ones by staying at home and watching mass. But that's something that you know we continue to see now, where everything else is open in the public. Uh, bars, restaurants, grocery stores, Walmart, Target, whatever. And uh, and so was Mass. And yet Mass, I went to 1215, and there was maybe 20 people in there. And it's, you know, guess what? Well, we can watch it on TV. And mm -hmm. I had a guy tell me that last week. I said, did you go to church? He goes, nope. And he said, well, I guess I did. I went on YouTube. And, and he just, there's nothing wrong. He's a younger man. Um, he doesn't have the, any sort of limitations that he shared with me as to why he couldn't go to Mass. Um, but yet it's easy to phone it in, right? Like I could just sit here in my bed and watch, watch it on YouTube or watch it on my church's Facebook channel or whatever it is and not go and, and take the Eucharist in, not be in community with my brothers and sisters. Uh, and that's what I'm talking about here. Like when we allow ourselves to be comfortable with something, to, to, to be okay and content with, with spiritual um, uh, laziness in a way, then, then we start to, to do the exact opposite of what Christ calls us to in our life, which is to do the difficult thing, to make the hard choice, to, to, uh, to fight off comfort and, and, uh, and complacency at every turn. So, I mean, that's something there that, that I've seen. Like, it's one that just sticks out because you see so many people, I think, that are taking advantage of that. While it's a gift, technology is a gift, but, you know, I think if you, you stood in front of the Lord and he said, God, do you want me to watch church on TV today or do you want me to go to my parish and experience Mass firsthand? I think we all know what he would say. If we were capable and healthy and not in danger with everything we have going on, I do want to say that again so nobody gets upset. 
But that's the thing. Like a lot of times we don't want to put in the work, right? We want to phone it in. We don't want to suffer. We don't want to have to do the hard things that Christ has called us to do. But that's exactly what makes us who we are is being willing to do those things, willing to do, to go above and beyond and be that light in the world that he calls us all to. But if we allow ourselves and you can see it just like any other habit in our life, you know, I hate to refer to mass as a habit, but for this context, you know, if, if I'm going to the gym and then I take a couple of weeks off and I stop, chances are I'm probably going to go less and less. And before long, I may not go at all. Next thing you know, I've gained 20 or 30 pounds and I, and I got a gym membership that I'm paying for I don't use. It's the same thing in our spiritual life. When we allow ourselves to quit practicing, to quit training, to quit doing the things we know we need to do, the, those foundations and those pillars in our lives that keep us focused on the faith, then we become something less than what we're meant to be. And so we've got to watch out for this. This is a huge problem. And I see it in so many men that just, they allow this to, to creep in their life. And before you know it, they're not following Christ and they're not living out their faith the way they once were. I, I was reading, uh, you know, as, as I do, you know, the, the books of the Desert Fathers. John, mm-hmm. you, you know, you kind of sure. get on to me for that, but no, I, I love the old stuff like fine. that, you know. Yeah. I'm very head, head, very heady guy in the sense of that. But, but he, he, there's this monk said that, or Abba said that, you know, God usually loves anyone that comes to Him with a genuine heart, and He does everything He can to hold back any temptations or or anything that can be like maybe chase someone away from from Him at the moment. And what He's saying is for any young monk, meaning anyone that's decided to give their life up to study God, to serve God in in the sense of the desert community. Um, he says, but there is a time when trial does come, and that is to, to see, okay, how true is your heart? You know, how true are you in the sense of, yes, the, sometimes there's that flowers and roses and sunshine, everything's perfectly, everything's happy, your spiritual dilemmas are minimal, if that, everything is feeling been, been blessed. But there's always those things where... The, there are things just kind of roll on you like a, an ocean that's just violent, right? Mm-hmm. Temptation, sin, or, or just the sense of being, uh, feeling like being attacked in some sense, you know, where people who were your supporters or whatever. And, and the thing is he was talking about is that that's when you need to kind of come to your community and say, hey, I need help, pray for me, and so forth. And I think a lot of us guys, especially women as well, is that we try to take on everything ourselves. When we started to get like we're, drifting away from the parish, I guess you could say, drifting away from the communal praying and the communal living t- together in a sense of just like support. I think we're kind of like a, a person on a raft that just kind of gets separated from the group and we think we can, we're okay, but then we find ourselves in a storm without any help, you yeah. know? And that's kind of what comfort is. It kind of slowly takes you away from the group to where you become isolated. And then mm-hmm. when the storm of life happens, you're, you're swimming frantically to find that group again. You know? Yeah. And well, and we become indifferent. Yep. You know, that's the thing. We become indifferent. We, um, we're almost offended by the truth in a way. Like there's a point where you get to where you become so comfortable with the lies you've told yourself. Um, you know, and that's, that's an important thing to talk about right there. Like we know the things that are wrong with us, but we bury them down. You know, the things that are keeping us, the barriers that we have that keep us from Christ in our life. But when we become comfortable, when we become okay with being with the comfort, that the world offers us, we put those down away and we, we almost conv- spend so much time in our head convincing ourselves, hey, you know what, I, I may have a few issues, but I'm better than that person, mm-hmm. or I'm not as bad as them, or, or all these other things that we tell ourselves, these lies the devil puts in our head and we start believing because we become comfortable with them, um, that, that 
you know, we become indifferent and we, we become offended by truth. And what I mean by that, it's like, for example, how many times, I know I've seen this a bunch, have you heard of people that have left a parish or have um, basically been angry with a priest because they've been sitting in a congregation with 200, 250 other people, however many your church will seat or your parish will seat, and all of a sudden the priest is giving a homily to the assembly. To everybody. Yeah, to right. everybody. But all of a sudden you leave mass angry as, ma- as hell because I can't believe that jerk said that to me. I can't believe he would say that to me. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden <laughs> you're taking a comment that was directed in truth speaking from truth, speaking biblically, sharing from the scriptures, preaching on the scriptures for that week, you're taking a truth that uh, they have uh, they have uh, discerned from God right. that they've shared with you, and all of a sudden you're applying it to your life. And I've seen it so many times where people go, you know, well, I'm leaving this parish. I'll take my money, and I'm taking my, my attendance and everything else, and I'm going over here. Because this over here, it's all sunshine and rainbows. It's an easier message. It's not, it's not challenging. I don't have to put up with somebody making me feel bad every week. But the truth of the matter is, we have like people like that have become so comfortable with the things that have gone on in their life that when somebody pokes that area, they go, "Wait a minute, why are you touching that?" Like mm-hmm. I, I was completely fine with that. Why are you pushing on that? And instead of pointing the finger at ourselves, we point it at the person that's delivering the message. Instead of being spiritually mature individuals that say, "You know what? That hurt," and I don't know why that irritated me or that made me mad or that's making this uh, making me react in this way. But it's not his fault, right? Or you know, it's not his fault. It's maybe this is God trying to tell me there's something in my life I need to look at. But we become so comfortable that we get offended, you know, when somebody tries to pull us out of that comfort zone, or if somebody comes up to us and sees that maybe we aren't living our life in the right way, and they're being a great brother and sister in the Lord and trying to come and say, "Hey, I see something's off with you, man. Can help?" And you want to bite their head off, right? What do you mean? I'm fine. You can't tell me I'm not fine. And just exploding on people. Also, I knew a guy, and this was about a year ago, that you know, I asked him how things were going in his parish. And he said, you know what, we're not going there anymore. So what do you mean? He said, well, my, my children think that the, the priest, the pastor's yelling at him all the time whenever he's preaching. And I knew this pastor well. And I knew how he preached. And I knew he was a man that, that believed that his job was to get people to heaven and, and that he's preaching truth. And uh, I, said, I asked the guy, I said, well, did you tell your, your children he's not yelling at them, that he's, just, that he's just passionate? Well, no. We just went to another parish. It's because of that comfort, right? It's right. because of that. I don't want to have to have that conversation with my kids because then i got to start you know, actually leading my family and doing these other things. Instead of just you know, embracing this call from the Lord that he's delivering this message through these different people in my life that maybe he's trying to elicit a change in me and, and stop blaming everybody else or being angry about things because I've become comfortable in the place that I am. My feet are in the con are in concrete here, right? And this is where I'm going to stay. I'm not going to go too far that way or too far this way. I just want this to be my space and leave me alone. And that's not what Christ calls us to. Well, what what you're saying is kind of like that's when we need to kind of work on our virtuousness of humility. Mm-hmm. Because th- that message may hurt, a stung, but there's truth in that message too. Because what that is saying says, you know what? He's talking to me. I'm feeling this way probably because I know I'm not. I doing know it this. to be true. It do to be true. That's the thing. So I need to not react in anger. I need to act and say, "Oh Lord, if that is me, please forgive me." Yeah, but that's yeah. a byproduct of being comfortable, right? Like yeah. you don't want if you're laying on your couch and you've been laying there for five hours watching a movie and you're comfortable, and somebody comes over and and, and picks up your drink or rips a blanket off of you, you get you get mad, right? Like, hey, I was comfortable. 
it's the same thing that's that's happening in that situation is who are you to come in here and, sh- and rock the boat or send waves my way or make me feel bad about myself or any of that but that that's the danger of comfort is that the devil wants us to be in that place where god isn't reaching us i mean you know this is another example um remember that movie wally that disney movie with a yeah. robot and all that mm-hmm. like if you remember that movie there was a nuclear holocaust or something went on where the earth where the earth was like we just decimated. we over consumed or something yeah. Like that. yeah yeah and then all of a sudden there's all these people that are on the spaceship uh basically everybody that survived on the planet that's up in the spaceship and they're just floating around up there and when they go to that part of the movie and they're showing it they're all like 400 pound people on these chairs that are floating them around they they don't even know how to use their feet how to use their legs anymore they're they're too busy getting every one of their desires met all their they're consuming everything around them uh they even have robots playing games for them they don't get up and exercise or any of that like everything is done for them and they become so comfortable that when they do go back to earth they don't even know how to get up like they don't even know how to walk they don't know how to how to do anything they used to do and it's very similar in our christian walk if we allow the devil to to take our eyes off of christ and distract us away from the things that he's called us to do we become spiritually fat spiritually lazy and we we stop um we stop doing the things that he's called us to do so i mean it's it's to, that movie my kids love to watch it it made me think of all this um you know and it, they forgot to go back they forgot to even go back to the earth like the place they called home and that's the same thing that we do we forget to go back to where we should be calling home which is the heart of christ you know and the call that, that he's given us so but here, here's the question. Like so many of us complain about the world we live in, you know, and, and we want to stay in comfort. We don't want to, we, we, we complain about things, but yet we want to stay in our own little comfortable world. But like, what are you doing to change it? You know, on, on the last days, we're going to have to account for that, that choice, right? So if we're choosing comfort, then we're going to have a lot of explaining to do. And, and God asks us, you know, one way or another to fight that urge in our life. So that's one thing I want to talk about right now is just some how-tos. You know, we always like to give not just the bad news or the things that are going wrong, mm-hmm. but, you know, try to give some people some help, uh, helpful hints that, that will take them along the way to places that hopefully will will pull them out of whatever uh, topic we're talking about on the show. Well, today, like, I want to say, one, we need to take an honest and hard look at our life and really be, be vulnerable and open with ourselves about it. Like, what things in my life are a barrier to me being the disciple? And then write them down. You know, that's something that we don't often do. We think about things and we're going to get to it. But it's just like if you go to the grocery store and you don't take a list, you're always going to forget something. It's the same way in our spiritual life. If we don't start writing them down and putting our attention to it, then we're never going to get around to it. We're always going to forget about it. And we're going to continue to be comfortable in the things that are uh, holding us back from Christ. Um, Two, like when is the last time I've felt truly joyful and alive? And not in the fleeting sense. You know, we talk about that so many times that, that the world is not, the things the world gives us might make us happy for a minute, but it's not going to be consistent joy. It's always going to be fleeting. So, you know, although I may feel comfortable in my life, like really take an assessment of like, when's the last time I've felt joyful and alive? When's the last time I've smiled? When's the last time I've laughed? You know, uh, when's the last memorable moment I have outside of the mundane, everyday, comfortable things I'm doing? Um, another thing, with all the things that I've surrounded myself with, do any of them sustain me, right? All these comfortable things that we have in our lives and the things that make us feel like everything's going great in our lives, whether it's Netflix or whatever it is in your life, like, are they sustaining you? Are you still always looking for more? Um, if so, there's a reason for that. 
These things aren't meant, even though they may keep us in that place of comfort, they're not meant to sustain us the rest of our lives. Um, Do I have true purpose in my life? If so, what is it? And is that clearly defined? Um, When we're comfortable, we're not searching for other things, right? We're fine where we are. So if we're comfortable and we have not figured out the purpose in our lives, then we're, we're stuck in a place, right? And if we can't define what that is, and, and we're middle-aged or older, then we really need to take some time to look at what God is asking us in our life. If we can't say without a doubt that my purpose is to get others to, cry, to, to heaven, uh, to introduce others to our Lord and to make disciples, like that's what we're here for. Um, start realizing through prayer and scripture that comfort isn't really all that comfortable. If it was, you wouldn't be looking for anything else, right? That's the thing is, is it's a trick. The devil uses it to keep us in the place that we are because he does not want us following Christ. He wants to do everything he can to keep us from that. So we need to realize that being comfortable isn't all that comfortable. And we need to go into following Christ and looking at what that means in our lives. Um, Five or six, excuse me. Start realizing through prayer and scripture that already said that. Start denying yourself. Take time to build yourself a weekly schedule of things that you will choose over comfort. That's something that's helped me so much. Like, I know the things in my life. Like, if I let myself, I'll get caught up watching, you know, episode after episode of shows. Or I'll, you know, go outside and stay too long in the yard. I'll do all these other things to keep me from following Christ and doing the things I know I need to do in my life. So figure out what those are. And then build yourself a weekly schedule of things that you will choose over those things that you know to keep you from Christ. Adoration, extra masses, 10 minutes of prayer time, serving your wife and kids and others, rosaries, whatever it is. But find what works for you and what is easy for you. Don't pick the hardest thing out there and don't pick what somebody else is doing. Because if it's not something you're going to enjoy doing, not something that you're choosing because it's something you think you would be interested in, then you're not going to keep up with it. But write those things down and start to put them into practice in your life. If you don't, you're going to go right back into that comfort zone, right? You're going to forget about it. It's not going to become important, and it's not going to be in the forefront of your mind, and you're going to go right back to the things that are normal and easy for you. We all do. It's just a part of who we are, and we have to fight that with everything that we have. So as we come to the end of the show, Victor, I want to close it out by a, a quote that we're, we're both uh, near and dear to our hearts. So the world offers you comfort, but you were not made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Thank you, Pope Benedict XVI. And let's take it all to prayer right now. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, there are very few things that are as dangerous to disciple as the desire to be comfortable. The devil seeks to distract us with a longing for it so that we stop following you. Help us to realize the things in our lives that are keeping us from growing in relationship with you. And Father, whenever the desire for comfort rears its ugly head, remind us that true joy is found in picking up our cross and following you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.